Another week in the books. I am Spike Lou Mo. What up? What's good with y'all, man? Can't call it, man. Making this thing consistent, rolling and rolling, keeping it rolling. Yes, sir. How you feeling with it out there this week? Uh, yeah, man. You know what? I've been feeling good energy wise, but uh, I think just all the things that's been happening in the news, and then like. News, that's funny. Oh man, I told you to pay attention to the news and that shit on your mind. Don't try to blame me for it, bro. You have converted me. I am I now a dedicated news watcher. Now the news got you. You mean like the big news, right? Like what I mean, we don't talk about or just other things. Yeah, the big news. Um I think something was uh it was one of the podcasts and I know we'll get to that towards the end of the episode that I had uh have for the homework homework assignment but it was just a few things that they were talking about that were happening in Detroit and it is so bad I don't even be wanting to say it you know how you just you find out news so bad you just shake your head you don't even want to repeat what you man no life bruh it's just like damn really so uh but other than that man I've been pretty good how about yourself man good man i've been okay i've been okay man i think that pusha t concert that we talked about last time got walked out of there with a bug the monkey pox whatever's going around now then it goes monkey pox joking but uh it, it, it took me down through that real nigga was down 3-1 with that virus i don't know what that was but for a day it had me out of there so are you still Hopefully in the playoffs? With us the way. We're still in the playoffs, man. All Coming right. back from a three-one deficit, man. You know how to you know how to go to do it. All so right. we're gonna work through and fight through this, man. All As right, you man. guys know, it's another week in the books, though. We come to do this here week. Good conversation amongst black men. I got my guy Mo with me, man. Last week we talked about the news. That was fun. Yes. I enjoyed that. Got some good feedback from that. You've been paying attention to the news more, I see. Okay, guys. <laughs> it's the same same sources. Same sources. Same sources. That makes sense. <laughs> what we got for off deck this week, man? Uh so this week on off deck, and again, shouts out to uh yours truly, Spike Lou and Animal Brown. I'm a big fan, of course. Uh so you guys were talking about the BET Awards, and it, it brought to my mind a question that I had. And my question is how can we make the black approval the standard and make it prestigious instead of waiting on other ethnicities to be the standard other award shows like the Emmys or the Oscars or the Grammys? Like, how can we, and it's not so much about music, but more so about the value that we have in our community's opinion. How can okay. we... How can we do that? What What do you think? What would you suggest we start? Um, that's a great question, and I do think that there is room, a lot of room, for us to grow BT awards and urban based awards into the pillar, the standards of our communities' award shows and recognitions. How we do that? Folks got to show up and got to take it serious. It can't be. 
And I know Jay-Z video phoned in and Kanye came with a headrest on or whatever he does when he comes outside nowadays. But what does it look like, though, if it's a can't-miss event for all most black celebrities? Mm -hmm. Like if you're not getting married, having a child delivered, some big life event, what does it look like for us if everybody's in the house? How big of a moment in culture is that? If you got Jay-Z sitting in there and LeBron sitting in there and you got just all these myriad of names that make the entertainment business, the sports world, uh, business in general, just all of these names of black people that make it go, what if they were all there? And they, this year it may not be the Grammys, but we all show up this year and we show up next year and we show up the year after that and we continually show up. I think that's what gives that the prestige that the other award places or things that you name have. We don't really show up for it. We want the recognition for it. We'll play politics. Well, if I win an award, I'll show up now. What does it look like if Nicki Minaj just come, hey, I'm just coming to clap for Cardi B tonight. Y'all ain't even got to let nobody know I'm here. The camera can glance on me, boom. I'm just celebrating black culture. So for I feel like for it to get to what you're talking about and, and have that same prestige, mm -hmm. we got to take it even more seriously than we take that other shit. Do, like do it you think mean as much to us to have a BET award as it does a Grammy? Yeah. Do you think that we, us, black people, do you think that we're too ego driven, and that's why? Because it seems like, well, because it seems like if we go to a predominantly white or um, at least or, uh, organized by a white right. award show, right. we tend to know. Now, don't get me wrong; every ethnicity has an ego to a certain extent but we already know black people are at the top of the you know top of the mountain every nigga is a star I don't know if I agree with you you don't agree with that <laughs> no okay well let me let me let me, let me reword it this way okay black people are the loudest with the ego put it that way I feel like we are the loudest with our ego because we show it on the outside you know with with you know our culture how we do things but that's not my point what I'm what I'm saying is do you think that we have a problem getting together like oh she was looking at me this way oh, I don't want to be that way because then I'm going to see so and so oh, I'm kind of like the family element that we have just in our day to day do you think that plays a part in why the attendance is not is not beef. where it should be beef uh, like, or just what do you call it with somebody Tough. What do you call it? Tat tisk. Tisk. Yeah, a little tisk, little misunderstanding, um, I guess. I mean, I think that we pay attention to that more because we're black. I think that you have those same tiffs or a little back and forth standoffs between other races as well. We just not privy to it because we mm -hmm. ain't having the same mm -hmm. conversations that they having by themselves. Yeah. I do feel like uh, when you're talking about do we show up and the importance of it and how can we be there more I'm not blind to the fact that it's a money thing it's a capitalistic thing the reason mm. that you're going to be on your best behavior and the reason that you would go to the one event and not have that energy that you just spoke of or why she looking at me like it or this may turn into something is because you know that when you go to those events that you're going there to secure a bag 
Like you, it ain't. I ain't going. Well, I am going to the Oscars or the Grammys or the whatever Guild Awards for the look. But in addition to the look, more doors are going to start to open now because I'm a Grammy Award winning artist. I'm an Oscar nominated, Grammy nominated artist. So there's a lot on the line when I'm stepping in these buildings. Mm-hmm. When it comes to branding, when it comes to money, and we aren't taught that capitalism is very, very, very important because I, how is she going to survive? So when you bring up the question of well, why she looking at me like that or why this and that and the third, that won't happen at those events and it may happen at our events is because there's more money tied to the events. We mm-hmm. feel like that there's more opportunity at those events. So from the top down, BET Awards or whatever, what, what other awards that we have, they st- have to start provide more opportunity for the winners, for the nominees, for the people that are there. More bag has to be associated with it because that's the reason the other one's out front like that. Do you think that it was always that way? Even like, let's say, because, you know, we remember the, the prestigious time of like the BET Awards where we had like... A willing Jada hosting. Michael Jackson and James Brown were at the BET Awards together. Bruh. That's big. Huge. Beyonce was, at, what What was it? Uh, Monique back in the day was like doing the Beyonce shit and yeah. she was in the crowd to see it. Yeah, man. I think that people feel like maybe they, they outgrow our events. And that goes a little bit to BET too. Like we have to continue to get this bigger and better and BET as a brand has to look at it like, well, we're competing with the Oscars and the Grammys. Like, it ain't just trying to be a night for culture. Mm-hmm. We're trying to impact the world here. Mm-hmm. And everybody here got to help us. So I think it goes both ways. It's with the artists and it's with the entity as well to carry themselves that way, for us to look at it that way in order to get that way. Do you think that, and I'm not trying to overextend it, but do you think that possibly rebranding we already know about I, I know you and animal brown spoke about some uh rebranding points but like even if we just rebranded the award show's title and the award the award itself the name of it because the grammys don't have like the grammys channel the oscars don't have the oscar channel but the bet awards has the bet channel bet channel do you think that if we had like I don't know if it was like somebody that was very significant in our community like it was now this type of award do you think that it would help grow that prestige that hierarchy of appreciation for it coming from our people our network instead of it just being the BET award from the BET network well I think that's what BET is supposed to be though right like for our culture for us i thought black entertainment television like that should encompass all i I don't think that this necessarily has to be rebranded i just think that they need to take the initiative in branding what it is so i I do think with work that that brand that you're speaking of the all-encompassing prestigious like up here brand like bt should be there especially by now yeah. Like they, yeah. I mean, they you fell out for a little bit as far as programming or whatnot, but they haven't had an awful run. Yeah. I'm speaking of from when I was young to now, like it, it it's serviceable. And I think in order to get it to that next level, you take serious the future as far as, you know, making sure that you're staying in tap with the nights for the culture type stuff, but you also 
take a jump with the prestige stuff and just start spending more money making this shit look better, making this shit look like some, like, I can't fuck up in here neither. Like, if you're going to go to the Met Gala and be on your best behavior, you're going to go to the Grammys or the Oscars and be on your best behavior, BET, from the moment that we start drawing up the invitations, like, you can tell you better not come in here on that bullshit either. Like, that's how they ought to be caring. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it is. Like, when I see some of the stuff that goes into the production of it. Man. I agree. And I, 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 I I've been it. Th- we got to be fun and we got to cater to our people. But at the same yeah. time, we need to take this a little bit more serious. Like, we, it's boss up. We bossing up. And I think that, yeah, and that's a fact. And I, and I think that we need to put certain people in position uh, that are more familiar with what's going on. I don't know who these award shows particular uh, I mean, we already know Grammys, how they give it up, but like the BET Awards, like you guys are speaking about like the categories and kind of the list of people that really wasn't qualified this year for those awards. Like we need the people to have uh, a very ac- accurate depiction of what's going on. We need like our B dots out there. We need and our Charlemagne's. Yeah, yeah like we need the people. Yeah, we need like legitimate people that like yo they really got a pulse for what's going on older and younger like in in different respective fields you know what i'm saying i don't know who they have in the back but that's doing that they're coming together and saying okay we're gonna do this category this way but i definitely think that we need more qualified people back there i think that would be just one of the first steps but that's interesting uh we'll we'll be on the lookout and i know the hip-hop awards will be coming here so hopefully they'll build momentum and maybe it'll be a little better so absolutely i I have faith that it will one of the things that you said about the ego why do you think that black people why do you feel that way about why do you think that we are that way you know i think it ties back I, i think it ties back to a conversation we had a few episodes ago i believe it was the I think it was a father's day or it may no you know what it was the one before uh we were talking about kind of how mothers and how they are with their children and kind of this thing of feeling like always living our life in a, with the mindset like this is all i have this is i'm you know everybody's looking this is what's going on and this is how i'm represented and so i feel like and this is just me the world tells and, and everybody don't have to feel this way but the world tells black people so much that they ain't shit but when we get amongst one another, we one up each other because he's like, I don't care what they say right now. In this moment, I'm up. I'm the one. I ain't about to do this for her. I ain't about to go out my way for this. If they ain't did this, I feel like we put on a little bit more amongst one another, which is weird. But I feel like we definitely do that because we're it's a protective every culture, though. I think that that's every culture. It's a great point because I do agree with it. I think that part of it when you say we're told so much oh you can't oh you don't oh you shouldn't oh you wouldn't being black people has been marketed to us that way and even when you're talking about black history month and the images that you see before you see the good shit they show you the hoses and the dogs and the motherfuckers getting put off buses those are still images that are used today not the positive ones so we more so and we may feel it more too because we are black but i feel like the reason we walk around with our chest out like and spreading our feathers like peacocks because everybody else will tell us if we let them oh y'all ain't shit mm-hmm. so there, there there's that and then in the sense of what damn you said something else that i didn't what did you say like once we get one, once we get around one another 
Oh, 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 yeah, that, that. So once we get around one another, I, there may be some moxie, some positioning there, but I do feel like that that's amongst every culture. I read a great book uh, about caste systems. It was in Oprah's book club of the month. I, we can put it in the show notes or whatnot, but it talks about India and how their whole society that they built up is built on caste. Like you have the bottom of the barrel, people that no one likes to talk to. They mostly servants, and then you have a step up from that, and they are usually like worker people, and it goes up and up and up. And I just say that to say black people ain't the only people that do that. Like, it's a caste system within all societies. I just don't think that we're privy enough to the information. We just experience ours more. Yeah. But I do think that other other races definitely do that as well. Do you think that... Is it on us that we haven't experienced that much? I mean, I guess... Let me reword it. How much of the onus is on us? Is it... You know, because of course, like you, you talked about last week, you know basically do your research do you know do your googles get on the news find out these things um but is how much of the onus is on us to not be privy to other cultures per se from a physical standpoint being able to physically witness oh they do that shit too oh asian people do that too oh filipino people do that too like i mean of course you read that book and that's very informative and we ought to get out there and find out more things about other cultures. Do you think all of that falls on us? Like, nigga, that's on you, bro. Like, it ain't my fault you stayed in the hood or you ain't never I, tried I, to. Yes, I do 100% believe okay. that it, the onus falls on you to educate yourself. And it's difficult for some people to do so. Uh, but I feel like if you're trying, if you're looking for it, you can find it, especially nowadays. So being ignorant to say, well, I'm not directing this at you, but for someone to say, well, oh, well, we do that and not knowing the ins and outs of some other ones. And again, I'm not speaking of you specifically in this scenario, just to your question of is the onus on us? Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. The onus is on you, uh, especially knowing how much we've been denied as far as education coming up anyway. Like, you gotta know that there's a lot to learn Especially about other cultures What they've experienced What they've gone through How it affected them How it can affect us And applying that When you wondering Like what you say when, Why we have this feeling Well when you walk in the award show uh, The motherfucker better not look at me wrong Like it stemmed from somewhere It comes yeah. from somewhere Right And where you learn Where that comes from Like you said Doing the research Learning about other cultures Learning about the history In the past Of how you got here And it'll help with those feelings when did you get to that point of, because it almost seems like, and this is Dr. Lou over here, he educates us, uh, it almost seems like uh, you got to a certain point at your life, or maybe you always was, you said you was more, you was pretty book smart growing up, but you got to a point where you almost was like, man, I fuck that black shit, like, I'm on some human shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, absolutely not, I'm black people first. No, 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 when I say fuck that black shit, I, I mean... Just leaning into like that's all I care about. Nigga, that's so this is, this, this this is, is I'm a nigga and nigga. This is how it is. Like you know what I mean? Like fuck that. This is I don't know shit about shit. I know by I know by trap music. I I know you know I know my cousin them stay. I know about my you know what I mean? Like just that's a good question. you know changing just, your mentality at some I point. To say been like that. I think that has to do somewhat with the only child too. Okay. I always been too. Um, like, it's how old I am, nigga. I had encyclopedias. Oh yeah! Right? Oh so yeah! I've like, been there. 
like my mom had I, I think I was missing I still remember I was missing the letter L I had all 26 of them so I 25 I have many it was but I say that to say I used to I'm the only child I would be sitting there flipping through that motherfucker finding interesting random shit looking at random shit on National Geographic so my man has always been trained around just learning new shit that I wouldn't always just the normal regular shit. I always like my normal regular nigga shit too. I love it. Please don't <laughs> get me wrong. But I just I'm such an inquisitive person. Like I always just like to know more about the cultures when like I'm traveling. I like to go out and walk around amongst the people, not on the resorts and shit, but just getting out there and just seeing how people operate in their day to day life, where they going to the markets and shit at I just pick up on that and like to see that and just see how we deal with it, how it compares to what we deal with. So, to answer your question, I I think it's the only child, maybe. Because okay. I've always been into reading and learning outside of my cultures, looking at yeah. shit that didn't look like me. For a, person, for a person that may have not necessarily had the curiosity about other cultures, like, well, they might be okay with, they probably do this too, they probably, they probably, they, yeah. you know... If they say they have no general interest, what? But you, but what would you say to them to say, yo? Even if you don't really care, this this culture, this culture does. What would you say the benefit of still learning about the other cultures would be for us black people? Like for a person that's like, I don't like to really get into because it don't really apply to me or whatever. But you know, I'm you know for the general. I feel like the black person that ain't been exposed to a whole lot of things and they kind of stuck in their ways. What, what's right. the benefit to it? Great question. I'm actually learning right now. I'm in school and my course study is interesting that you asked me that is international business communication. I'm giving my business administration and project management degree. And it's funny that you asked that. If you say, well, what's the benefit to it to someone who's like, well, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I would ask them, well, how far are you trying to take what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you're doing. Like, I don't care what it is you're doing. Like, just how far are you trying to take it? And if you say, well, I'm trying to take it further than my hood or further than my family and friends, then you're going to have to know people, how mm-hmm. to talk to them, how to communicate with them, their cultures. I ain't necessarily got to coexist with you, mm-hmm. but if I'm – selling a product, trying to move something, trying to navigate my way up in any field, black people ain't going to be the only people there, bro. Like, we ain't going to be a... I don't know who, which side you on. Is that good or a bad thing? <laughs> but it's going to be more than black people there. And that would be my word of advice on what you ask. And, well, why would I do that or why do I care? I would ask you in return when you ask me that, well, how far are you trying to take whatever it is you're doing? Okay. Like you know how they communicate in Asia? Like you know business communication. I ain't speaking of you especially, yeah. but yeah. you know business communication in Brazil or whatever it may be, just outside of the cultures, or even why they communicate the way that they do, or why they conduct business the way that they do. You learn a lot just from being observing other cultures or just trying to figure out how they operate. It adds to what you do. That's very interesting. I think that's what kind of and this is this is pretty surface level here but i feel like it's still a benefit it's been my school of learning thus far but i feel like even though a lot of television shows like i can go real left field and sometimes i know we spoke about this is us or a million little things or uh i've watched a lot of shows to the point my wife was like you always watching these white people shows but in a (laughs) seriously but in a weird way 
I was immersed into a world that I was so unfamiliar with. In some ways, I wanted some of those things as a black man. But in some ways, I was being educated or at least having some kind of idea. Because sometimes for me, without that, like, I may not pick up a book. I may not just, you know, go do some research or whatever, like, because I'm like just so worn down by the end of the day of just doing work, trying to be there, whatever the case is that people have reason for or excuses. But like, I might pop on this show and it's immersed me into these worlds, this world of like different cultures or ethnicities. And it has truly been a benefit because I've definitely learned how to have conversations with those of the other race on uh, different things. And then I've also learned their style of jokes, which is, I would definitely advise all, all my black people, especially black men, I would definitely advise, yo, learn how they joke. You'd be surprised if you can really get them to laugh in on their level. You never know. Spike was talking last week about like conversations and, and, and being able to move further business wise and success wise by having information. That's, on, that's another tidbit I would say is learn how they kind of joke. If you can move them to smile, that could yeah. work in your favor in some instances. Absolutely. You got to know the temperature. And the, like, Seinfeld is a great. Oh, man. I just got it's on that great last year, bro. For white people and white conversations <laughs> <laughs> and all of yeah. that. But no, it, 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 um, it is 100% true as far as just picking up on other cultures and just emerging was a good word that you use because I, I get some of the same slack from my friends. They're like, are you always watching these white shows? And what I'm trying to pick up on is just stuff that I haven't seen before. Right, right. They're black shows, of course, of stuff that I haven't seen before, but I feel like it always takes a familiar role. Mm -hmm. They try to stereotype the characters or the mm -hmm. plot kind of gets to a place where oh, I've seen this before. Mm -hmm. When I'm talking about other shows or watching things of people like Succession or Yellowstone mm -hmm. shows like that. Like, I don't know no white people like that. I I have never right. <laughs> experienced life on the fucking ranch in Montana of like somebody that owns uh, a million acres of land. That's yeah. fascinating. Same yeah. thing with billions when you're talking about, well, excuse billions or Succession when you're talking about the Upper East Side of New York, a legacy family that owns a whole media company that, that money is nothing to. Like, there was an episode of Succession where they were playing a uh, pickup baseball game with the family. And it was like the little worker crew kids out there that worked for the family, like the maids and shit, and they were out there watching. And one of the guys that was from the rich family, he's like, hey, kid, come here. Hey, you hit a home run, I give you a million dollars. He pulls out his checkbook, start writing the check. All you got to do is just hit the home run. <laughs> and the little kid go out there, and he, he gives it his all, but he didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Dude took the check, ripped it up in his face, threw it in the air, got it left in his helicopter. Mm -hmm. I'm sure things like that happen. And it's amazing <laughs> to experience that, like those moments in the world. I know it may be up some for TV, but just to see those things and people responding to it is fire as far as being immersed in those worlds. Do you, do you look at those shows and kind of, I don't know, like, so you know how people like have spoke before, like back in the day, growing up on Fresh Prince, and be like, ah, oh, you know, I, I wanted, I could see myself being there. I, I, when you watch the shows that we're referring to, like you know, which is like probably predominantly white or just different cultures and ethnicities outside of black, do in some way do you see yourself like, I can do that, or Absolutely. I'm gonna be there in my own way, like, uh, yeah, 
the business like upper echelon type shit. Is what I'm watching it for, absolutely, okay. and how okay. you conduct yourself. What what would my line of succession be like? That whole mm. thing, like I'm watching it for that. Even when what we talk about one of our favorite shows, The Sopranos, oh, I'm yeah. always looking at it from the stance of damn, Tony handled this this way or this that way. It's always well, and if I'm ever in that position, you right. know what I mean. That's how right. I look at it. And that's how you relate to them a little bit more, I feel like. All due respect. Being white and black. Right. You have no respect. idea what it's like to be number one. <laughs> I just had to do it, bro. What quote? <laughs> what quote? You can always get a Sopranos quote. Every know, time, bro. Always. But yeah, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Perfect. So that's the off deck of the week, man. This is another week in the books. I am Spike Lou. The podcast, by the way. This is the podcast, by the way. This is the podcast. Another week in the books. <laughs> the, this is the podcast, 100%. <laughs> Shit been going on, Mo. You mentioned that's the topic. Shit yeah. been going on out here in the world. The Supreme Court been acting bad as far as just getting busy, getting in, showing their true colors. And we had a big decision that was overturned uh, as far as Roe v. Wade, unless you've been under a rock for the last week, week and a half. You're familiar with what we're talking about. From a nationwide uh, perspective, abortions have been uh, moved to the state, which means the state has to decide whether they can are illegal or not. Federally, though, they are have become illegal, and you, you know, it's up to each state. Uh, it's been about 40 years, I think, since that law wasn't in effect. Mm-hmm. And since it changed over, that came across my phone. I saw it, and I, in the midst of a work day, you know, we get a thousand alerts now from sports to new TV shows, all of this shit. And we knew that this was going to happen because, you know, you've seen the leak, the press leak that came out a couple of weeks ago. If you pay attention to the news, they were talking about this was possibly going to happen, but then it did. And I got the alert, and I looked at it, and I was like, damn, that's that that's crazy that was my my verbatim words like that's crazy because why like why what what was going on for people to say in the supreme court statue or where they are man you know what we need to do we need to make sure that people cannot have abortions we need to make it as hard as possible we need to make this the national talking point of what's going on because we're gonna flip this on his head where do you think that a decision like that comes from? Like when one, like you said, it don't consume news a lot more and you ain't really into the news like that. Mm-hmm. When you see something like this, it's big. It's in the zeitgeist. Everybody talking about it. How do you think that snowball gets to rolling? What happens where this starts to be something where everybody talks about or why it changed, why it was even voted on from your perspective? What do you think? I mean, it's, it's clear as day. It's, it's white life. Mm, it's clear right to it. You didn't even start it, 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 No, it's, it's it's clear. And for y'all listeners out there, y'all don't know, but we have an unreleased episode, um, which I'm glad we didn't <laughs> release <laughs> because now we're here. You know what I mean? But um, we had spoke then, and you had sent me a clip then, and I don't remember what the 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 elder lady was, but she was older white woman. She was putting it on game, and when she broke Jane, that down. Uh, Probably the Jane lady with the the, blue eyed, the experiment lady. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Brown, I think it's her name. Jane Brown. So when you had sent that to me, I was in the car and I I was watching that and I was like, damn, she's breaking it down, bro. And so, and then that conversation we had, 
it was a very interesting conversation uh, for the unreleased. So by the time it got to this point for me, I mean, it's definitely white life. Uh, And if y'all have heard the trailer, I mean, you can hear a clip in there of me speaking about it, but like, what I will say, because I'm I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Spike just get right right in that bag. But what I will say, <laughs> what what I will say about this is, again, I'm a man of faith. I'm a I'm a Christian man, so uh, things like this don't surprise me uh, because I, I'm a believer in what I've read, and this is not where it's gonna end. It's gonna keep doing crazy things. But that that is something that you guys can email in. Uh, in the show notes, if y'all, y'all have more questions on exactly what I mean by that. But um, these things don't surprise me. I'm not as shocked as the rest of the world uh, because of my belief system and kind of just seeing things, uh, the direction in which things go uh, for like selfish purposes. So when you say your belief system and, and look at the world, and, yes. as far as religion, are you speaking like revelations? Is the yes. world ending? Is that what you're speaking to? Yes, that is what I'm speaking to. So, so if you had to put over or under 50 years left, what would you say? Uh, I, I was, I, I, 50 years, you know what? That's how I feel. It feels that way. Under. It definitely feels like, uh, um, the next 50 years is a wrap. It, it, that's how it feels. <laughs> I, I promise you. It feels like, 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 bro, you have no idea how, how much, and I spoke about it a little bit last week where I said, like, my mentality on things is kind of governed by a certain mentality because I'm always thinking that it's winding up. It's, it's a, There's an expiration date. So I'm always questioning importance and significance of things because we all only have so much time. Mm-hmm. And so... 50 years, I don't know. I mean, it says no man knows the time, the day nor the hour. You know what I mean? So I can't say that, but what I will say is it feels that way for sure. And the and things just keep... The home stretch. Yeah, and things just keep on lining up. So I just be like, okay. I just be like, all right, y'all. I ain't surprised. But what about you? What, what, what do you feel about these people stepping in and men predominantly making the decision on what women can do with pregnancy. Completely out of line. America is a business, though, however. Capitalism. Now, before I get to any place in saying or explaining, I don't want it to seem as if I'm justifying it all, because I'm not. I am totally on a pro choice. I feel like a woman should have the right to do. Well, please move around with her body. I don't think that a government. Don't, I have I, I have no idea why a government feels like they should be inclined into jumping into a woman's affairs, whether she should have a baby or not, other than to say, "Hey, this is a business, and more babies mean more money for America." Right? So, like they, all of these conversations that are had about the national deficit and how it's getting larger and larger the only way that you're able to continue to get those loans funded is people continue to be born if you look over the birth rate for the last 20 years amongst white babies like that lady was talking about it's been down 
20%. So when I ask, well, why in the hell out of the blue, it seems like, but they just up and overturned Roe v. Wade. Like, it's been cool. At least 80% of America agrees with the ruling right now. But out of nowhere, you get, well, not out of nowhere, but you get this gradual groundswell, and then, boom, the decision's overturned. And like you asked, when I'm looking at it and wondering why or how this happens, it has to point to, oh, there's not enough white people being born. Is that Does that sound crazy to say out loud? Like, when you hear that being said as a, from a religious standpoint, look at it from that perspective, because I know you said Mm-hmm. That's where you start. When I say, man, it just ain't enough white people being born. Is that an outrageous thing to say? No, it's not outrageous. It ain't crazy. It ain't crazy so, at all. One of the big, we talked about my white friend on here before. I'm going to bring him on. Oh, this would have been. Oh, this would have been the time. We, <laughs> no, we can't do it like that. We can't. already beefing though, in the text about it. He, oh, right, he, right, 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 right. He is heavily religious as well. I ain't going to say beefing. That's my my good friend disagreeing definitely definitely (laughs) have a difference of opinion on this okay and one of the things that he said for him while he's pro life Mm -hmm. it's like you can't just kill babies okay i was like well what do you mean you can't just kill babies it's like well yeah like you just can't murder babies i'm like well that's being kind of like boy that escalated quick real quick god murder now we murdering babies like I didn't realize that it was a national problem amongst like babies getting murdered I didn't know that and I'm not taking anything away from it but that's the leap that's taken on these two sides like it seems as if there's no conversation or middle ground or what if this or that it's like oh you're murdering babies or oh you're trying to take my uh, choice away completely and throw me in jail and make me a slave like there doesn't seem to be some or any intelligent dialect being had from this. Would you agree, or do you think that there's any intelligent dialect to be had? Nah, they're, they're wrapping it up in the bow. They're, they're, they're going to reach for whatever they can to create a certain set of optics. That's right. what they do. This bullshit of politics, they've been wrapping stuff in a bow and trying to like, oh yeah, and then I'm going to do this for this community. I'm going to do this for these Like, I can't believe people still fall for this shit. I can't believe it's still a thing. I'm like, bro, with as much information we have, I'm a nigga that don't watch the news and I can see through it. How are we still falling for this? We're doing this for really because we're murdering babies and we want... My question is, what about the victims of rape? Okay. What about... What if, what if someone from your church told you what well, the church is going to take care of those babies? They're not going to do that. Thank you. <laughs> They're not going to do that. Ain't nobody about to take care of nobody else's were, kids. They'd be doing it now. That that's if, like, if that were the case, then they would be doing it now. So I just do not. I don't think that you or I. I feel like the people who are on the other side of this are speaking from a place of privilege because they'll say, "Well, less than one percent are adopted," or they'll tell you that the church can take care of the babies, or they'll tell you that a lot of families out there are looking for children, and all of those things could be true. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, like, once a baby is born and America got to help it, we see clearly, especially in our community, that that shit don't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't nobody coming to save little niggas like in the hood, <laughs> dude. 
Like, I promise you that's not happening. So until you tell me that with this comes more awareness of babies that are being born in situations that are going to be very hard to survive in and they're going to be provided help and given a hand and made it the best way possible for them to succeed versus uh, we just don't want to kill babies and we think that there needs to be no abortions because that's killing babies like that's just that's not a, I can't get my mind around people thinking that I, I, I just can't I, even get my mind around someone saying that oh you guys are killing babies you should walk through this baby with term even if the girl may die from the pregnancy even if she was molested like you said even if she was raped even if even if God forbid we're adults and you're an adult and you have sex and you just didn't want to have the kid. Let's say you got two kids already and you have a wife yeah. and you just can't afford another baby you and she's pregnant. What are you going to do then? Like you got to go to the church then and get the church to pay your bills? Like if a man comes Stop up... Stop saying the wife. church, y'all. Stop. <laughs> the church ain't what it used to be, y'all. Let's be real. Like in, in regards to the uh, the business of the church. Like, you know what I mean? The church is the body of Christ. It's the people. But as far as the establishment itself and how it's conducted through structure and business, it's not what it used to be. So y'all stop trying to put, oh, it's going to be on a, I, I can't wrap my mind around. You niggas did the biggest chess move for your own selfish reasons and got it off. I can't believe that shit. That's the what part that's thrown me. You niggas, because you want to make sure that we are increasing the keeping the white population uh, going and increasing or steady, we're going to take away all ethnicities rights to do this for our own selfish reasons, which I get most laws are passed for selfish reasons. But this one particularly is nuts to me, bro. Well, it always goes to show when people ask, like, this is a white country, though. Yeah, we forget that a lot. I know when past and stuff is gonna be when it when it when we're talking about the majority of this company, country, company, country, whatever you want to call it. When the laws are being passed, those are the people that are in mind, though. Like those, it's it's super weird that you got a black man that's sitting here writing the arguments for this and saying these things about the country. But when you're talking about like what you just said, wrapping your mind around it, yeah. Like the majority of this company, this is a white company. Of course, we are gonna make decisions for white people. Mm. So I shouldn't even. I think be if so. we said that out loud more, if we okay. actually paid attention, like we were talking about with cultures, because that goes to the questions that you asked earlier mm-hmm. about paying attention to other cultures. One of those cultures is white culture, not just us in white America, but white people, mm-hmm. and how they laws get passed, things get changed around in order to make sure that they are keeping a leg up in their country. Ah, you're right, and they are so, again. They've always done things for their benefit, but I guess like something like this is so mesmerizing for me. I guess because it's like so like I don't know, like some white nigga shit or something. Like it's just like ah, nah, we just not gonna. So y'all just gonna stop selling Plan Bs? Y'all just gonna stop like? Yeah, you know I mean, like it's crazy. It's like we know. We I almost think, bro. Consideration. Yeah, I almost think, bro, that they damn near like. I don't even know if we gonna make more money doing this, but we just got to keep ourselves alive. 
<laughs> like I damn near think that, and that's what's probably throwing me more. It's not so much the uh uh uh, uh the taking the right away, but like the the fact that like the foundation everything's normally rooted in capitalism but in this situation you you niggas just said fuck that we just gotta keep us alive i don't know if we're gonna make money that much or not that's the shit that yeah i mean that's the part that's thrown to here right like I, i feel like still here we're talking about capitalism because the whole reason of wanting to preserve your numbers is to keep a leg up in society right well you have to maintain the majority so we can continue to live in the racist society that they built so we want to continue to keep our numbers up so I, I still think that it's capitalistic I still think that the thought process behind this is more money for white people I, I want to say this while we're on this clip um, if there's any women listeners I just want to say that I'm sorry because us as black men we go through a lot of things and women go through a lot of things especially black women I'm sorry that you guys have marched you guys have spoken and you guys are still not getting paid properly you guys and that you guys are still not being recognized properly you guys are still having to be put in position to be classified a certain way of your success by saying oh you did this or you did that when you've done the proper way to get in the position you're in I'm sorry that you all can't now make these decisions if you have a slip up or really not even you having a slip up, but the person that you're intimate with slipping up and you can't stop his slip up now because of this. I I'm so sorry because, when you know, and I want to talk and that's all women, but I want to talk even more closely to my black women. This is a transition is to another part of this conversation, but and I want to talk close to my black women. Black women, y'all be strong. Be strong and be in control. Whoever you're intimate with, if it's not your significant other in some kind of form or fashion, be smart. That's all I will say. Be smart. I agree. Uh, being taken away the decisions mm. is just that nuts to me. Like, I, I just can't wrap my head around a government wanting to be like well we don't think that you should do this or that or this this is nuts to me but I would love to hear the other side too uh, the the pro-life side the people mm-hmm. that you're killing babies and mm-hmm. I would love to have a conversation without it getting you know emotional or anything of that nature just to kind of fully understand what someone would have will feel like they have the authority to tell somebody, hey, you shouldn't do this with your body. I do got a question, too. With the, the, the people that say, like, hey, you're killing babies. This is something I've been kind of wrestling with in my head. And it's not about this so much, but it's kind of built around this. Are you a person that you like, like, okay, so the person that says killing babies, they are a person that can get past all of the other complexities and just call it what it is in their mind. This is what it is. That's what you're doing. Are you a person that does that as well? As far as like, let me try to use an example here. Hmm. I 
I I had an example, but I don't want to use that one. All right, let me just say this. Like, if, okay, if you're in a, like, let's say, okay, so if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and you're with the woman, you, you, you know, it's a man and woman, y'all, y'all together, or whatever, y'all together, the man or the woman steps out. They come back, you deal with the you know repercussions, they decide to still work it out. Mm-hmm. However, the one that was cheated on stays, but they still have resentment. So you go through that phase of, all right, nigga, yeah, whatever, like I don't trust you. And you go through that phase for a long time before you finally build back the trust. Mm-hmm. Are you a person that l- would look at it like once a cheater, always a cheater? You did that, that's in you, and you're liable to do that at any moment? Or are you a person to be like, it's more complex than that. There's things that were going on that caused me to get to this point, and that's and that's where I was. But I'm not that person. Okay, great question. So here's one of my faults as a person. I believe in people, and in saying that, sometimes you get wronged. Sometimes you know you can be a bit naive. But for my mental health and benefit, I like to skew to the side of people have the best intentions. I know that's not true. I know it's not. I know that's not true. I Mm -hmm. can attest to it for a fact. However, again, for my mental health, I like to think that way. So when you say something like always a cheater or things of that nature, no, I I I don't think that. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life as far as I ain't want to talk about with infidelity, just in general, just mm-hmm. growing up, you make mistakes. Yeah. And I would be hate to be reduced to the mistakes that I've made in my life, especially knowing how much that I've grown. Mm. And I always try to have that same mentality. And again, to a fault for me sometimes of people, I believe in people. Like, I believe that people can change yeah. with the exception of a crack smoker. Once you say, <laughs> <laughs> ain't no get that what? monkey off your back. <laughs> what? Where did that come from, that bro? That was a joke. That was a joke. Because that, that just flashed in my head. It was um, the wire. Snowfall. Wanda from Snowfall. Bubbles. Bubbles. Wire. That's what I was thinking, Bubbles. All yeah. these reformed crack smokers, like, they still got that urge down in them. But they can be good people, but they still smoke crack, though. <laughs> However, uh, no, I, I believe in people, and I like that. I like to feel that way. I like for motherfucker, even though I may not have a lot of belief in them, for even to surprise me and be like, "Damn, they came through." That was dope. Uh, versus, I hate, and I take, I especially now since I, you know, I go through therapy, get on my mental health. I hate negative thinking people. Oh, I man. hate the oh man, that nigga ain't going Oh man, last time. Ah uh, man, we ain't gonna. Ah uh, man, he can't do this because uh, we can't do that because ah uh, that ain't gonna be easy enough, man. We might well just stick with this because that right there, like get that shit away from the fuck around me. I didn't used to be like that. I used to would accept that type yeah. of thought process, but yeah. no, not at this stage in my life and the type of people that I want to be around, yeah. the type of things that I want to do. That yeah. shit right there, that is for the birds. Oh, yeah. So to answer your question, I do believe in people. I do believe that people can change. And the other aspect of not thinking that they can and having negative mm-hmm. thoughts and connotations, I think that brings you down. 
uh, versus what you think that it's doing and that's putting somebody else down. Like it bring you down. It make your elevations and your energy vibrate way lower than yeah. it should be yeah. if you conducive of trying to bring somebody else down. Do you think um, it's – and I don't know, this could be consciously or subconsciously, but do you think subconsciously it's easier to just – operate that way than it is to operate like everybody they always oh they did that because of this or they did that because like operating basically yeah, yeah, where there's hard. that shit is hard it's yeah, hard i promise to you train bro oh, i promise you it is it's hard to train your mind and even me like saying that giving that whole soliloquy of what i just told you even mm-hmm. me i still do it i'm not perfect mm-hmm. it is hard to train your mind not to be like that but you have to be cognizant of it but absolutely, it's hard to do mm-hmm. that shit, bro. It's hard not to be that nigga that's always like, yeah, right, I ain't doing that. That ain't right. going to work. Like, that it's nigga, hard not to do that. No, no, it is. Especially it is. with us when we talk about black people because everybody else thinks that way about you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we were just talking yeah. about the egos and stuff. Like, you already see that shit outside of our community, outside mm-hmm. our society, outside of our friend groups. Mm-hmm. What does it look like if you up big up in your homeboys? Good shit, bro. That was nice. Way to do this. Way to do that. We fail to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when we mindset and perspective is, but when we do do it, sometimes once we get to that phase to be able to uplift, like, hey, bro, hey, yo, nigga, you got me, uh, yeah, yeah, bro, you, you did your shit. Then you're on the next level of like, okay, now I gotta help facilitate or help be a part of helping my homie be able to accept the shit. Because a lot of times you'll get to that place, but then be like, oh, yeah, man, it wasn't nothing, bro. You know, like, nah, bro. Like, take these. Take these roses, bro. Take these flowers. And guess what? I'm going to give you something tomorrow. Yeah. And the next day. So you get used to this. Oh, yeah. Because I be able to downplay that shit. And I ain't going to stop saying it because you acting like you ain't receiving it. Nah, here you go again. Hey, and and speaking of that, and we're going to move forward, but I went on this, I don't know if it was 2021. 2021, yeah. I went on this weird run, bro. It just hit me out of nowhere where I just started giving people flowers. Like, 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 uh, verbal flowers. Shout out to Shout I know you got that from my guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> nah, ain't no shots. Shouts out to Nori because he is a my black man. He's... is leaving influence everywhere, man. Nah, I ain't get that from Nori. Nah, 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 nah. nah, nah. That's, that's all me. I told you, I already told you I did it in high school, dog. I told you. <laughs> but uh, that would be no. based off a text conversation that we we'll get into at some point. <laughs> but uh, no, the scenes, jab. Oh yeah, but uh, I went on this run. It just hit me one day. I, I don't know. And this, and whoever's listening, like maybe you'll get to the space. But like you get to like a humble space where things are kind of working working in your favor, or at least you're starting to see the light. And I just started going on this humble run of just giving people flowers, of just telling them like, yo. You impacted me this way and really get like, you know, on the phone, everything. My father-in-law, like I, he was just like blown away. But I was like, no, seriously, that's where I got that from. Like this, that, if it wasn't for that, like, and I think that I would advise everybody like, yo, if you're in a good, even if you ain't in a good place, but especially if you're in a good place, yo, call those people, even if it's like this one specific thing that they did for you that really changed your life for the better. And you really took that shit on the, on the shoulders and, carried it with you give them the flowers bro you don't know how long they're gonna be around like just tell them like yo you know you remember that time when you told me like yo you need to hit me up every day and just say i love you because you don't know what that means to me and then you start doing it and they tell you like hey i was going through this but you hit me with that text and just for some reason that day it made a difference like 
give people their flowers, bro. Like, we ain't got to wait. It ain't got to be celebrity shit. It ain't got to be drink champ shit. Like, just give people their flowers when you know they've impacted you because you're going somewhere and you're doing things. And they and they may not be able to do some of the things you're doing, but give them that because that means so much to them when you do it. I promise you it does. Facts. It makes you feel better, too. Oh, yeah. It goes a long way with you, 100%. Yeah. Keeps you from being arrogant, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adds to it a little bit too. You feel like you can Just <laughs> <laughs> the yin and the yang. Put a little sauce man. on it. Yeah, life, life is the continuance of growth. Uh, you right about that one hundred percent. We had some clips. Oh yes. To go with this, uh, which one do you want to start with? Let's start, man. Speaking of uh, children, let's start with the baby mama clip right here. Ooh, this was it's on everywhere, man. This is everywhere. Oh yeah. So yeah, this is probably. Great places to Every day my baby daddy come here with one meal for my child. But I have three other kids. We have one kid together, but he only want to come and bring one thing to McDonald's. But what about my other kids? How come you can't feed my other kids from McDonald's though? Like that's bogus as hell. Like you're not going to sit here and make my other kids feel left out. And you're only bringing one child something to eat look there he go and i bet you he only got one thing in there i bet you he don't even i'm finna expose out of him so people can see how he really is it ain't more than it ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody what's up because i'm finna expose you because that don't look that don't look enough for all my kids that don't look enough for all my kids what is that that's just one burger one burger, burger one fry? What he like? What do you mean? Okay, what about my other kids? What about your other kids? Young they ain't my okay, but them your kids' siblings, though. Them my kids, them your kids' siblings, though. So, what you so he finna, my other kids finna be left out. You didn't feed them? You know I don't get my food stamps to the seven. Listen, I my problem. But if you're trying to help out, though, you're I, not I, helping I, out. Kids, what the? You all like going to my mother account, spending money on those, all those 
kids. Them are your kids' siblings, though. Dumb. So that's, that's, that's what you're going to go with? That's the one you're going to Those go with? are your fucking kids' siblings. Yeah. So don't. No, I didn't say you have to take care of them. You can bring them something to eat if you bring one something to eat. I bring them food every other day. What do you mean? Like exactly. But you don't never bring food for the other ones. You know I get my food stamps on the 11th. Okay. But I'm saying. We share the same kid as well. Absolutely. So if you want to, you, if you feel like a feel away about eating, take him in the room and let him I'm not taking my kid or in the room. Him no, no. You know what? Fine. Give it here. Thank you. Give it here. Give it here. Give it here. Done. He ain't eating this. Fuck you. Because you ain't bringing up for all the other. You stupid. Stupid. Selfish is a. Like you're dumb as hell. You're dumb as hell. He not finna eat that. Dumb. Dumb. He not finna do it. If you can't do it for all, don't do it for none of them. Bye. Oh yeah. So yeah, this probably. Great so now I'm start. gonna take that thing. I won't start it. All right, go ahead. So, what's even more cringeworthy is that she's came out with a response video. Oh, and I made it eight seconds in. The video started with, "Okay, the whole world talking about me. I'm the baby mama of the dude who baby click. I cut it off. I couldn't take no more." <laughs> Once she, once she introduced herself, <laughs> not by name, profession, nothing else, but I'm the baby mama of the dude who baby. Like, come on, like, stop, oh, please, stop. <sighs> what happened to pride? It was a dope ass comment that I seen on my Twitter feed. It was quoting this like, do people not have pride anymore? Did that just go out the window? But if you don't know what we're talking about, this viral clip is going around of the chick who quote unquote outed her baby daddy for only bringing one of her kids his kid a McDonald's Happy Meal she has four four kids oh she got four she had four kids and she hmm. was complaining because he would come bring his children food child food and none of the other children had McDonald's to eat mm -hmm. I don't have a children a child I don't I'm not speaking from a parental's perspective here. When I start talking about this, since you do have a kid, Mo, I will throw this up <laughs> to you and let you start before I take a dive. I'll <laughs> spike blue with parents this situation. I'm about to Blake Griffin this shit. You hear okay. me? Nah, seriously, y'all. Like, so I'm married. Y'all know, if y'all been okay. listening, I'm married. I have a wife. I have one child. She's seven years old. So I'm Which, not. Before you get into that. Yeah. When you get off work and or you go to the store and you stop and you're getting some food for the house, do you got to call wifey and be like, what y'all want to eat? Do you make the business decision to just grab a pizza like you want? How is the food hierarchy in your house first? You got to know this. Okay, so I've said this in the text as well, but men, we are not mind readers. So I'm a person you got to let me know. Like if we texting throughout the day, whatever, uh, and you be like, you know what? I want to eat this today. Okay, cool. What you want me to get Zai? Like, tell me what you want me to get Zai. You want me to get her? Okay, cool. Boom. I'm going to stop at McDonald's for her. I'm going to grab you this. Uh, now, however, if she doesn't give me details or whatever, or I'm already in route, I already know where to fall back on. Like, I already know what to get, but I'm not going to come home with 
something that's just for her unless you say hey i just cooked her something she's full don't worry about her but under any circumstance would you walk in the house with no food for anybody else if she asked me to not like let's say you just got off work you had a long day cutting your hands up and shit and you just like fuck (laughs) that Stop and get this burger and fries Sitting out on the couch Crack this beer Nobody better not say nothing to me Is there any point in time where that happens? That'll never happen Like I Okay I, I mess around eating my food in the car Before I <laughs> that shit. You know the game dog I would never Never bring the I food in If I have nothing Nigga that, You ain't even gotta have a child to know that rule Nigga if you grab yourself on the way Do not and you bet not bring that trash bag in there either, nigga. You better throw that shit away somewhere else, bro. Ooh, For real. Yo, I didn't know that until I was, like, as an only child, I, I found that out at dating 100%. Oh, yeah? In life, I found that out. Absolutely. So, yeah. Cause, cause yeah, sometimes I, you don't want to go. I was wondering. Because that's universal. You're right. You better not walk in. Go have no around no woman with the food you only ate. Especially oh, if yeah. you knew you were going to pull up or see her. So, yeah, I just wanted to understand. But she'll, but but she'll do that, though. She'll do that. Like she may come in and she be like, oh yeah, I had this. And sometimes she might have a little whatever, but but you not again. They ain't like us, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we ain't gonna, we not gonna argue and fuss you down about what you didn't do. I was gonna say, do you ever be like, man, me brain me man? You hit me up, be like, kill it. Nah, because you know how it is, like. As men, totally if you different conversation. Well, because what happens is you go in with a you you and you and you right, but then by the end of it, you're wrong. <laughs> so it's like I'm not gonna even or, set. Or this. it ain't even worth being. Or right. it ain't even worth it. So it it's like you know worth what? Being all right. Even though I know I'm right. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you good? You good? I'm, I'm just gonna cook something up here real quick. Ooh, that's funny. So, but 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 with so, this lady and her yeah. poor kids, and the mm-hmm. guy stopping with one McDonald's Happy Meal. Slam dunk. Oh yeah. So there's a few things, y'all. Straight up. First thing is, lady, if you're hearing this. Or if any of her friends are hearing this, or if anybody knows this lady, tell us from Ari's Hunter Third right here. Why do you expect something? This is the first one. Why do you expect something you didn't ask for? You said, hey, he's hungry. Can you bring him something to eat? He brings something to eat that's not good enough. Oh, so you didn't ask for what you were looking for. We're not mind readers. That's the first thing. Second thing, you say he always do this. He always what? So you just spoke to his favor. He always be there for his child that you two were intimate with. Three, if you're mature and you're trying to expose him, you're trying to be a mature mother and all of this, and if you're mature enough to sleep with these men, then you're mature enough to handle the risks. Because at the end of the day, both people are at risk. You know the nigga that you sleeping with, and if you don't, then why you sleep with him? Think about it. If if you sleep with a nigga and you know he ain't shit, then you get pregnant, and now you got a baby with this nigga that ain't shit. And you be like, oh, I didn't know he wasn't shit. Okay, then why you sleeping with him? Think about it. It don't make sense, bro. So, but lastly, my fourth thing. How hard is it to ask? How hard is it to ask? Don't assume shit. Don't ever assume with anybody. I tell my wife all the time, oh, I thought you was, you didn't say that. Don't assume (laughs) nothing. People, I'm telling you, don't assume nothing. 
I'd rather for somebody be like, oh, you already said that. Oh, you already asked me that. Oh, oh, I, yeah, I was going to do that. Versus assuming they were going to do it. Okay. I've, I won't say did a complete 180 on this. Uh-oh. But I've listened to you a little bit. And it may have been the eight seconds of her response video as well. <laughs> uh, but initially, I went into this similar to what you think. Not read, can't read minds. How that man supposed to know this? Um, and that's fair. All of that is fair. Mm-hmm. Like for me, this conversation though is about communication and approach. Mm-hmm. I ain't hear the shit on what she got going on or him or what he should do for her or she should do for whatever. whatever. However they clark, they fall out with their four kids, that's fine. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with you. But what I do care about is how we communicate as black men and how we handle situations. So I, I challenge to say, well, what does it look like when he see that phone and her coming up to him on 10 for him to be like, you know what, you're right. I was being inconsiderate. There are four other children here. I can afford it. Why wouldn't I feed them? Why wouldn't I do it? But, and you're absolutely right, but if I do this, you expect this every time. And how, how do okay. I know you're not going to try to quote unquote expose me again when I decide that I Great ain't got it like question. that? Great question. So, first thing that I would like to point out we forget sometimes as black men and women that we're not at war. It was not a me versus you thing. Yeah. yeah. So you bring up a great response into what I said. What does it look like if he becomes the effective communicator and leader in that situation? And he says, well, you know what? You're right. You ran up on me. Excuse me. You know what? You're right. You ran up on me with the phone. I wouldn't have done it that way. Mm-hmm. But you had a good point. Let's go get the kids some food. Let's diffuse this situation. Just bring this from 10 to zero. Do I need to just order Uber Eats? You want to hop in the whip and go get them? Do we got to pile everybody up? How, let's go get them some food first and foremost. Because obviously they starving. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. As we're going to get them some food, let me tell you how I need to be communicated with if you don't want this to happen again. Mm-hmm. You want four Happy Meals or whatever it may be? Hit me up, tell me, just laying out a plan of communication of how we can have this handled before you feel like you got to run up to me with my phone out exposing me. Because she's right in the consideration part of it. And I think what made me kind of turn when you were talking about it. Women don't want us to read their minds. They just want us to consider them. I've learned that. I wasn't great at that at first, but I grew up around all women. My mom got three sisters. I don't have any brother like all my cousins are girls like I grew up around all women they want you to consider them without you having to tell them because if they had they you have to they have to tell you what and what I need you for I'm not saying that's right I'm not saying it's right that they say that or that they think that but I'm saying that that's a thought process that they have so as a leader as the man in the situation sometimes and even in the incorrect thinking, you have to be the person that brings it down. Sometimes you can't meet fire with fire. Or you can't even meet it with rejection and a shield. Just take that shit in. You can take it. I you guarantee can take that little heat. But it's probably not the first. 
But it's not the first time. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's not the first time. May not be. Because she's like, he, he always do. So it's like, right. you had multiple opportunities to say something. So now all of a sudden, you so fed up now. Like you said, you didn't communicate. Now you want to, quote unquote, expose him now. But you're, you're absolutely right. But what does consideration look like in that situation? Listening to what she said when she comes out there with the phone and not responding. Like you come out here with this phone, you fed up, you tired of this. Okay, what's the issue? And I know this is easy for me to say. I don't want niggas rolling their eyes at this. <laughs> Man, nigga, bitch, come running at me like this. <laughs> Whatever. She was snapping on him like, you always do that because you don't feed she all was. my kids. Whoa, whoa, she whoa, came whoa. on ten. What happens if you meet that with zero? I mean, what, you what say is, what's her, what's her consideration here, or what the consideration? Well, first and foremost, what the problem is seems to be is her kids need something to eat. So before me even responding to you having this video or whatever it may be, let's go get the kids something to eat. Mm-hmm. I got fifteen dollars. I can buy three, four more happy meals. Yeah, I, cool. I can get a little Caesars. Yeah, see, we can get a little. We can get a pizza. Wait, yeah. what do you want to do? You want me to order from my phone? Yeah, cool. I got, yeah. Let's let's cut the camera off next and let's have a conversation about why you felt like that was the way you had to come to. Well, you were trying to get something else though. That's what makes it difficult for me. A part of it, like you were trying to get something else accomplished. Exactly. And that's why that's, it makes. That's it why you gotta call people out on their bullshit too. Yeah. That's 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 one of the things that you do by meeting that ten with zero. Because like you said, it ain't even about the fucking food. And that's the point that I was trying to get to with what you just said. And you brought it up perfectly. And I'm sure she would have did the same thing. Because like you said, she wasn't trying to get her fed kids fed. That wasn't the issue. Because if she wouldn't have came in that hot or with that much smoke if that was the issue that her kids hadn't ate. It's something else going on. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Let's have that conversation once you've calmed down. Once these kids have eaten. Once that camera phone is gone now that you can tell me what it is or how you're feeling about it from an unemotional standpoint mm-hmm. let's get to that place but being a man a leader especially with us when we ain't it ain't we don't get too much leeway my nigga if police and shit get called you probably going to jail yeah so what does it look like if you start training yourself to respond to those situations where i'm i'm gonna be the diffuser my nigga I'm not meeting that energy with that energy. I, 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 that's what I'm not doing. At the very no, least, no, I'm, I'm definitely not. I mean, but but you imagine they look like they probably was in their twenties. But he did a good job too. I want to. Yeah, say he, he was. Did he didn't go job. crazy he like calling crazy. her. He didn't go crazy. But but you imagine you being in your twenties and you so caught off guard. You thinking, okay, cool, I got you. Yep. And you texting back and forth like, all right, cool. I came up, pull up. I'm gonna pull up on you. I'm gonna bring this happy meal. And then you get. <laughs> You get per, uh, pursued with the camera. Ah, cause you always do. You're like, whoa. I was doing what I was supposed to do and then you come this way. So in that moment, I think the shock is what makes it difficult to uh, resist with a zero. But again, I agree with you. And I think that it's a simple conversation. Okay, okay, well, where's the where's the fathers? What that ain't got nothing to do with you, bro. That's huh? that's what a lot of people were doing and online that I don't like. I ain't got nothing to do with me. Okay, so then I if they ain't got nothing to do with me, then the kids ass. don't got nothing to do with me though. No, nah, that's not true. Bro. That is true, bro. Like, that is true. Like it takes a community. We always say it takes okay, a community to raise kids. But where where are they? I ain't got nothing to do with them niggas' dads. Like obviously they not nah, around. Them, them little niggas ain't even getting fed. Them niggas must not be doing good for themselves, is what I'm saying. Like I ain't got if I'm 
if I can pull up and afford four more Happy Meals, I don't care nothing about. But we don't know if he could, because he could be on child support. He might be tight. You know what I mean? That's why, like, we don't really even know. Like, again, like, if she just said, "Hey, the other, my rest of my kids is hungry. Do you mind?" Just bringing them now. Then you like I ask. Then you can be like I asked this nigga nicely through the text message. Can he get the kid, my other kids, some food? And he said I could only. Then you could be like, okay, maybe. So here's maybe. Some, here's some context. Tell me what you think. I read this in one of the comments. It said she was responding, saying that she had kids when they were dating and got pregnant with his kid, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. While they were dating. And while she was, you know, had his kid, he would get food mm-hmm. for all of the kids. So this is where it stems from. Okay. Like he used to do it when they were dating. But now that they're not dating, he'll just bring food for his kid. Mm-hmm. So you switched it up on me. Okay. React. When Are we, are we <laughs> job done? Like we still, the status is the same. The status changed. So, Okay. Cause we, I mean, how long were they dating? It's like if we were dating for years out, and then it didn't work but out. It's isn't like isn't that an isn't that an attitude that we should get rid of as black men? Isn't that oh, it ain't my responsibility? Like you I, see that she's yeah, struggling. I agree. I'm I, I don't. I, yeah, no, I and I agree, and I, I mean, she probably has the, has his child majority of the time. I just think that it's like, okay, did this nigga step out and cheat, and then you pushed him away, or was you on some bullshit? And the niggas hurt. Oh, mo, nah, bro. Nah, him. niggas I'm be hurt too. You. Like we don't give men niggas do be hurt, bro. Men don't get fine. the proper like look for when we be hurting. Like niggas be hurting. They don't know how to articulate all the time. But niggas be hurting too. We don't know what the situation was. She could have had <laughs> another baby true. on the nigga after the fact. That like in true. the midst of it, you know what I mean? Right. And at but one point, I do think <laughs> I'm gonna let you speak. But I do think that <laughs> if that was something he was doing prior, right. All it has to be is a phone call. It's like, okay, well, why don't you? Because she could ask, like, why don't you? You know, why don't you buy, buy, buy the kids, the rest of the kids, some food no more? What? Why is that? Is that because you, me, and you are not agreeing on things? I think that is it because you don't, you don't have it, or and I'm not saying. And then it's that, but that, but again, I don't think they're. I I imagine they're probably in their twenties somewhere, so I don't think that they have the the maturity level yet to get to that point and it takes time and living life to get to that certain understanding of like seeing the bigger picture and i know me when i was younger like i would go to bat me and my wife we argue and it'd be the smallest shit but like i'm passionate and i believe in where i'm at and she believes in where she's at but i got older and i realized the bigger picture it's like is this gonna really is this gonna really hurt me to do this like i've argued with my wife for a a burger that was like a dollar fifty, bro. In my twenties. That's, and that's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So that's the whole point of the situation of what you're saying. Yeah. Versus versus just doing the right thing. You're trying to find every excuse in the book for him not to bring them children fucking food. When like you're saying, well, what if he cheated on like listen, man, one thing was happening. They were dating and she was he was feeding that family. Now, because either he butt hurt or he feel like it ain't his responsibility anymore, you stop doing that. You change. You switched it up. 
because you was doing it one way and now you're not doing it that way. Women love consistency. He not with her though. That ain't got anything to do with it in her mind. You were feeding her kids. What about his Why mind? did you stop? Why are you being petty? Right now, it comes to a situation. Okay, so, and and I'm 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 being very yeah, liberal we just, with we some just of my kinda, thoughts here. I'm yeah. being very liberal with her, uh, expecting him. Like I'm assuming he got the money to pay for it. I'm assuming just from how she operating, mm-hmm. it seems like he good. Like he got it. So if you got it, and the only thing that's changed is our dating status, why are you being petty towards the kids? And then two. Why do I have to ask you this question? Why do I even have to address this? Like, why wouldn't you just be bringing them kids something to eat if you were doing it already? Uh, it, it, I, it's I, the I, right thing to do, right? The right thing to do is subjective. <laughs> it's subjective. It's, it's really not, though. If we're talking about the basic principles, like just being a nice person. If there were four people that needed food to eat and you had the ability to do it more and you did it on a consistent basis, you would do it, right? Okay, you're a good but, if, but if you're not consistent one time, does that make you not being a good person? Well, she said it was continuous, though, right? It wasn't. It wasn't and that's the thing. Like It, it wasn't, oh, this was one time that you stopped doing it. It was, oh, our relationship status changed. Now you want to be petty and not feed the kids. But why don't I, that's, well, again, I don't I, date you no more? That's petty. Okay, you can but, feel that way. It's cool, but it's still petty. Sure, but I mean, again, because well, we're talking I, about fifteen dollars for McDonald's. No, no, no doubt, no doubt, and it, sure it could be petty, but I okay. still think that. But that's when that's when you start getting that lapse in communication because niggas yeah, don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think her and him. Yeah, like I'm thinking like. That's a conversation to be had. Now, if the nigga just fly up like I ain't doing that shit no more, just with no expert. Well, we don't know the expert. Like he maybe, you know what I mean? Because we don't know her petty. Like That's her petty as, that we know is just pulling the camera out, but we don't know the prior. But what I'm saying is sure. Yeah, nigga, just at this moment, sure. But who's to say how many other moments since he's been just baby daddy, nothing else, he's done it. She saying he always do, but you know sometimes how women be, they be like, he always like, bro, I did it two times. And they be acting like you you don't never, you don't never, you don't never want to do that with me, or you don't never want to. It's like, bro, it was two times and I was tired. Like, yeah. you know how it be. Like, it don't be the the proper, accurate yeah, picture at moments when you get it when they get emotional. That's what I'm saying. So we really fact. you know what I mean? Like when they get emotional, it's like, oh, this you do this all the time. I did it twice. Like, so and- we don't. We don't know the full extent of it, but I see where you're coming from. I, I we, but that's I'm a, the hard thing for us. Yeah, right. Being the logical creatures and not responding with emotion, like that's one of the things that we are consistently having to get better on as black men and wanting to be leaders. Mm-hmm. A lot of the conversations we have are talking about being leaders of the household and wanting people to, or wanting your woman to be submissive, has to do with our emotions. Mm-hmm. Like we a lot of times get caught up in being as emotional as our women. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes that passion is good, but sometimes it leads to arguments and not having resolutions for problems. Mm-hmm. So even in having those emotional conversations with our women, sometimes we just got to swallow our pride. Like we were saying in the beginning of the episode, that's hard for us to do sometimes. Oh, yeah, because we do it all the it's time. It's hard for us to suppress our emotions, especially mm-hmm. for the benefit of something beautiful as a divine black 
man black woman thing mm -hmm. we get in that mode where like we are against everybody like it's us yeah. against the world we gotta fight these motherfuckers off now you got me fucked up that shit start going in our head when really our response to her, is her, her should be more so we can have that for everybody else mm -hmm. but the response the emotional response that fight or flight should not be fight as much as it is with us in our relationship with our women I agree yeah. I agree good Dr. Luke Hun Try, man. We try, One more. We talked about that clip. Yeah. We can do the other clip. We've been a little long. We can get out of here and save another clip. What do you? I mean, it ain't really uh because we kind of hit on it there. I let you decide. You know what? Here's what we'll do. We'll we'll bring this clip. Uh, we're not gonna tell y'all what it is, but we'll bring this clip when the theme of the episode fits it. So okay. I yeah, don't know exactly what it is. Evergreen. This is an evergreen clip, so it can be played at any point. At any point, yeah. Games, and so. it's a beautiful, deep clip, and it speaks a lot to uh, black men. So we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll put it on the back burner for now. Okay. Homework. Like, yes, what do you think about crime time? I was out on episode two, bro. Really? Yeah, bro. That's not my That's not my thing, bro. Like, I... I like like how you feel about Ace Hood, it's like anything when it comes to like racial shit, I'm out. I'm out. Like I'm never here. That's why I stopped watching Atlanta. I'm never Are you if sure you know to the right season. You said Detroit, season two in Detroit. Detroit. I know. Right? Yeah, the first episode. The, dude, he was robbing them and yeah, shit, right? Yeah, the, the the first episode, she the 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 black lady Did you that get was to like, the mayor at all? The second episode like, they was getting to the mayor. Oof. But here's here's the difficulty. The first episode, of course. I, I mean, told it was you could skip that episode then. I no, didn't the, know it was going like. So that episode is like season two of The Wire. The first episode is like season two of The Wire. I mean, it makes sense. It got something to do with it, mm -hmm. but it ain't what you're there for. Especially like if you're looking for the drug. Like I, I, I to preference, and I know we're doing this wrong, but I recommended this to you for the. This is the crew, and I should have said this. These niggas, it was like right before BMF. Like, this is what Terry and Meech got their vision from. This is kind of lays the groundwork for the underworld in Detroit. It's called YBI, Young Boys Incorporated, and it talks about the origin story of their gang. Mm -hmm. But that first part of it has to do with the cops and shit that were working there. It really ain't in it, in it but it's a part of it. So if you can, you if you could tell me where to start, I'm willing to run. You right there now. If you got, if you if you listen to the first two episodes, the next ones are. I didn't. I didn't get through. The, like, I was halfway through the second. One of the best quotes that I've ever heard from podcast came from this one, and the guy on there, and he was talking about his dad and his dad's friend being drug dealers in Detroit in the seventies or eighties, and he was like, "Man, I didn't even realize." that black people were poor until the police came and got my dad and we had to move out of our hood. He said, I thought all black people were rich and had money. He said, I thought we would all live like the Jacksons and shit. I thought that those was just like, this was the sign of the times. So that's why it's just, this was you a have nigga? to hear it. This was a nigga that said this. <laughs> and just talking about just how they were living in Detroit during this time period of this podcast, but. All right. It's I, just I, really interesting. I should have gave you that beforehand. Yeah, you gotta like, any like when it comes to the racial like that's where 
if you give me anything along those lines, you got to fast forward me up, nigga. Because, like, yeah. the minute I start hearing, like, niggas is getting killed by white people, I'm out, bro. Like, I used to get put out of class for watching, like, racist movies. Like, to the point I just started telling the teacher, like, uh, can I sit out of class? They're like, oh, you're going to get zero. I'm going to get a zero then because I'm not watching it. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, bro, no cap. Like, I don't, I don't rock with that shit. That's why I don't watch. I started that first episode of Atlanta. I got to the second episode, and I was out because I'm like, I'm not here to be entertained by how much the world hates us. I live it. So I'm not here for that shit, bro. That's not my form of entertainment. But I'm willing to run it back. So I'm going to pull up my second episode. I got it. I'm subscribed to it. I'll run it back. So if you so happen, if that's the, that can be a homework bonus on top of whatever you may have for me or whatever. So what it, what did you have as far as the, uh, the Mallory Bros or the Shop Talk podcast? Which one did you... Did you check out Shop Talk? I listen to and I could I can get with that. I okay. don't know if I tap in every week, but I do black bed conversations, you know, go a long way with me. So I was definitely, uh, I was definitely tapped into that one. I like the Shop Talk one, okay? Yeah, they they super Detroit, I, <laughs> yeah. And De- I love like my barber from Detroit, yeah. Most of my favorite rappers are from Detroit right now, so like Detroit is has a, a a soft spot in my heart, 100%. I love the city. I love it. That is such a black city. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that that was another thing, too, as far as just being familiar with the Detroit culture and some of the what up, though, slang. Oh, yeah, like that. what up, though. Yeah, what up, though. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I like that one. I still, the Mallory Brothers, I ain't really checked that one yet. Okay. That's kind of scared me. Like, I, I asked you what they, the, the Mallory Brothers do. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. <sighs> no, I ain't checked them out yet, though. I might have to send you a particular that particular episode I was talking about, about the like the weed thing or whatever. But but they but they cool because I like their sense of humor. Like they have that like I feel like the type of humor that you and me might like, where it's like it's that it's that like black humor, but it's not low hanging fruit. It's just like you, you, you're familiar with like how fam, black families operate. So they be having like moments like, what, what was you talking about? You got that? Like it'd be certain silly shit. And they brothers, they twins. So yeah, but but uh, but yeah, but huh. okay, yeah. Well, shot, well, shots out to that. But um, all right. Well, what what homework assignment did you have for this week, Spike? I'll let you go first. All right. I just got a song. Uh, I'm sure you've heard it before. But I was listening to this shit this week. It's not new. Came out in 2010. And I've heard this a million times. But it was Drake. 9 a.m. in Dallas. I said, that was uh, a throwaway before uh, Thank Me Later. Okay. So it was right before. You know what? You may be. I mean, I'm sure I've heard it. Mm -hmm. I I ain't like. Yo, no. this nigga was ripping it, dog. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, nigga, now, you mind you, I've heard this shit, like, on my pill. I'm, like, shying, listening to the rhymes and shit. But, like, I don't know why it just hit different when I was at work this day. And I'm, like, catching shit I ain't caught before. I'm like, this nigga was ripping it. I this nigga was what, hungry. I heard this shit on my pill means something totally different in Nashville than it do from what you just meant it as far as your Dr. Dre beat pill. What would they mean out there? <laughs> You was on a pill or something like. That. Oh nah, hell no, nah, nigga. I'm too, <laughs> nigga. I got stories about being on just doing edibles. Like, 
I can never do a pill, nigga. My edible stories is enough. <laughs> but uh but yeah, like um so that's my homework assignment. It's uh Drake's nine nine AM nine AM in Dallas. It's uh it's an easy listen. It's a pretty light homework assignment this week. And I think you'll enjoy and you know, we'll we'll chop it up on the uh, next episode. We never got to do this one as far as talk about it, so I wanna just suggest it again and maybe you watched it so okay. we won't have any homework this week and we can touch base on it once you watch but counterpart again i keep begging people to watch this counterpart i think that you are absolutely going to love this show it has jk simmons in it you know that jk simmons the one you sent me that played uh um spider-man's boss at the daily bugle yes 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 i'm telling you i feel like i know your tv speed mode this is gonna probably be one of your favorite series of all time. The premise is like super original. It's three seasons. They didn't really get to end it like they were supposed to. So it's like one of those in the middle endings where like they thought they may be coming back for another season, but it also could have ended the series. Mm-hmm. That was dope about it, but please, they only got please one season? check out season. No, I got three seasons. Oh, okay. The second two are on. Actually, they may just have two. It may just be two seasons, but I'm talking about you talking about twenty ass good episodes of TV from the first one to the last one. What was it? Each on? episode is good. It's on Stars and Amazon Prime. Okay, all right, I got Stars. Fire! <laughs> all right, I'm gonna check it out because the preview the had me some points, amazing. and at some points, uh, it didn't have me. But you know what? Speaking of shows, next week I think I'm gonna put you back on the show that I I had sent you in that same window but we'll we'll bring that back on the uh, uh the following episode so absolutely man it's been another week in the books yeah what, they, what can they, yeah where can they find you bro i am spike Lou across all social sites i'll let your boy yeah you can find me the underscore conceptual underscore maurice hunt if you haven't already man go check out that on deck podcast man the hip-hop show that they, they're killing it every week with spike Lou, animal brown and if you haven't already go check out my audio fiction drama podcast roll the audio drama series all right we out cheers